Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, let's talk with uh, Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Kevin, big matchup coming up with Arkansas tomorrow night with Missouri. Uh, Arkansas is listed as a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, that's a pretty big uh, spread to me. I'm, I'm, I don't know what totally to expect from um, Missouri, but boy, after the way they treated Kentucky the other night, I understand Kentucky may not be rocking and rolling right now, but boy, that was a beatdown. And they're averaging probably, well, let's see, I could just look at the numbers. Uh, they're averaging, what, about 80 points a game? Yeah, they're averaging nearly 90, 80, 88.8, so getting yeah. closer to 90. Yeah, there it is, 88.77. Uh, yeah. You, you know, this is one of the best offenses in the country. If you look at, at their two-point field goal percentage, uh, you know, their overall field goal percentage, um, you know, <laughs> there, statistically there's a lot of categories where this is a top-five team offensively. Uh, Arkansas, according to Ken Pom, KenPom.com, Adjusted defensive efficiency is fifth in the country defensively. So, you know, you've kind of got offense versus defense if you look at it from the numerics and some of the analytics. But I think some other things stand out to me. You know, this is a deep Missouri team. They'll, they'll play 10 players, and they don't have anybody averaging more than 30 minutes a game. Uh, but they're undersized, and they're not an overwhelming rebounding team. And we know Arkansas is probably trying to look at look to get back to getting, winning those battles inside, points in the paint. On the glass, there there just wasn't enough of that advantage that LSU and Arkansas pretty much authored that by putting up so many threes and not not getting inside and not playing to its strength. So I think the fact that Eric Musselman's had a week to prepare and the fact that Arkansas's gone to a lot of live scrimmaging, he stays away from that. Other programs do a lot of it, he doesn't. But they, they he installed more of that this week during practices. And he talked about it in his press coverage to clean some things up on both sides of the ball. I think Arkansas is going to try to get back to its best DNA, which is working to, to get to the rim, get inside. Uh, there should be size advantage for, in, at most positions for Arkansas in this game. This is a well-coached Missouri team. I mean, the SEC now, there are no nights off. Missouri all of a sudden is ranked 20th. One loss on the season, that was to Kansas. They've won three games in a row, by the way, guys. On the road at Central Florida, that's a quality win. Uh, then they, you know, beat Illinois, who was at the time ranked 16th, beat them by 22 before the 14-point win over Kentucky. Now, those obviously were not road games. Now Missouri's back on the road. So, uh, you, you know, I understand the point spread. Arkansas typically doesn't beat teams by, you know, necessarily in league play by a comfortable margin. But they blew Missouri out last year, but that's a completely different component because they've got a new coach and new system, and most of the players have transferred in that are factoring in. And so uh, when you look at Kobe Brown, by the way, he's a guy that had success against Arkansas a couple of years ago. The Razorbacks did a good job on him last year. He's playing more of a hybrid combo guard role on this team, uh, involved in a lot of the action with two-man game out high. Uh, but a, a fourth-year guy that's, you know, been through the wars of SEC play, back-to-back 30-point games in those wins over, we just talked about Illinois and Kentucky, um, but he's shooting 60% from the field 
nearly 46% from three, 80% at the line. He's not even their leading scorer, and they've got five players in double figures. So, you know, this is a, a game where does Missouri probably have the better offensive team than Arkansas? Yes. And Arkansas's at home. Arkansas's got a stout defense. And Arkansas just needs to find its way back to what works best for the Razorbacks, which is attacking that rim and paint, manufacturing free throws, winning those blue-collar wars, uh, especially rebounding. I think that's where Arkansas can have an advantage at both ends of the floor. Let's talk with Charlie. He's been holding for a while. No, Charlie's not with us. Okay, that answers that question there. Uh, do you expect, and we saw this uh, last year, but I think it was later in January when Eric Musman started really shaking up the starting lineup and really the rotation. Kevin, we've had basically a week, well, it will be a week, between when Arkansas traveled to Baton Rouge to take on LSU and now tomorrow night's game with Missouri. Are you imagining or thinking there could be some tweaks that we're going to see to the, either the rotation uh, and or the starting lineup? You know, it's a, it's a great question, Randy. And, and in previous years, he's really waited until things got beyond just a, a, a one bad game, you know. Mm-hmm. He, they went zero and three last year before he made really made any changes. The year before that, they started two and four in league play before he did anything. That's not to say he won't shake it up a little bit sooner, uh, but I'm wondering w- w- what that looks like because I don't think outside of the top six guys who are available, losing Trevor in Brazil and with Nick Smith out indefinitely, you know those are two of your top seven rotations. So you're really down to a starting five, and I think Kamani Johnson's been kind of that six man and you know he's not even averaging 14 minutes a game i'm not so sure how much shakeup we there's available there uh but trey wade was an unknown commodity when he when he emerged right and so you know you bring up a good point could there be something like that somebody we haven't seen much uh that's that's all of a sudden factoring into the rotation even as a starter and could it be as soon as wednesday night that's what uh you know that's what's fun about this watching eric Mussman work is we know that he's not going to stand pat if something's not quite right. Is it a little too soon maybe to, to go in that direction? Maybe, but that's his decision to make. And, you know, he's had a week, like you said. They're doing a lot of live scrimmaging. Uh, and I just wonder, without having more context on that live scrimmaging, how many different combinations did they go through in that to see what might work? Maybe there's somebody they haven't turned to yet uh, in any significant way that, that might get a chance. Is this going to be pretty much an everyday question? So I'll go ahead and ask it on behalf of Savage. Hmm. On our Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback, it says, ask Hoop Scoop with the Christmas break and the time off, does he think Nick will be back? Well, that's what everybody wants to know. Everything I'm told is if he, he's working to get to 100%. So that he can play again for the Razorbacks. Um, you know, school doesn't officially start back until the 16th. So, if if you know if there's a decision made between now and then that he's going to look toward the NBA draft, um, you know that's something I'm not aware of, but I guess it's a possibility. It's one of many. Um, you know, he's been with the team. He was on the road for the LSU game. He was on the bench, but technically they're still on a break. Um, so we just don't know, you know, when a, a return might be. Because if he's expecting to be at 100, percent 
you know, clearly he wasn't because he's, you know, twice, you know, after the European trip or during it, at the end of it, missed some time once they got back for practice, got into preseason, seemed to be okay. Then, you know, reoccurring situation right before the first game of the year. So he was out uh, for real games. And then now we know it's happened again. So um, getting to 100%, what does that look like? How close is he? Has he had a second opinion? These are all questions we don't have answers to. I trust what I've been told that he's, you know, working hard to get get to 100% so he can compete as a Razorback still. Um, you know, nothing else though will surprise me, guys. If if he's that won't play again for the Razorback, that's not going to be a shock. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I think it's a strong possibility, uh, including the potential that you know something like that could be decided sooner rather than later. I'm not going off the information I have on that, just based on you know the fact that he's got a lot at stake for the next step in his career. He was always going to be a one and done, and if and if you know decisions are made that it's not worth the risk, given the struggles he's had dealing with the knee, uh, that wouldn't surprise me one bit if that's a decision that's made. Do we know what Nick Smith Jr. is is doing here in this rehab? Do we know? What's involved? I don't have any specifics on that. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Okay. Just asking, just wondering. Uh, also, from no, it's our, a great question. From our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback, Hoops Coach says, Hoop Scoop. Too many hoops here. Uh, what are your thoughts on the 40-page NCAA proposal released today that suggests that the NCAA expand the March Madness tournament from 19% of the teams to 25%, which means either 90 or 91. I forget the number. 90. That, you know, the, and, and in fairness, that's for all sports that 25% of the teams that participate would be playing in the championship. So he can ponder that when he answers, which in the NCAA <laughs> tournament would mean 90 teams instead of 68. Right. All right, hang on, Kevin. We've got to take a break. That's Rick Schaefer. We'll get your thoughts on that in a moment. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment. Joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Uh, did you have a chance, uh, Kevin, what do you think about the expansion of 25% to 90 teams in the NCAA basketball tournament. Well, in my lifetime, the NCAA tournament originally expanded from 32 teams to 64, and then they went up to 68 with the first four playing games. Now, those teams get credit for qualifying for the NCAA tournament, but in actuality, the main bracket is still 64 teams. Um because you have to play in there, into it. Um, you know, it depends on how they set it up. I mean, I, you know, March Madness is, you know, in my opinion, one of the most exciting, I mean, if not the most exciting, um, you know, run to a championship in the sports. I, I love the format. I think it's just right with the size it is. That's not to say it couldn't, that it would, that I wouldn't change my mind later and think that it was a good thing to expand it to as many as 90. Right now, my thought process is that it's fine just the way that it is. You know, people accuse me of just being an old guy that's, you know, um, stubborn about change. Um, you know, and, and maybe it adds something to it. But to be honest, guys, 
as much as much upsets as we see, as much parity as there is in college basketball, and a lot of mid majors show success. When you, you know, relative to their seedings, and, and it seems like every year there's several upsets uh, and teams advancing. Even having said that, I feel like there's a number of teams that aren't that don't look that great to me, um, and um, they get in. And so it's to me, you're going to have more of that, um, and it starts to feel like trophy participation situation. Um, but it's such a fun event every year. You know, there's an argument can be made. We'll add a few more teams to it and it'll make it even better. But I have to see it play out to know whether or not my initial reactions are validated. But for me, I like it where it is. Let's talk with Jim. Jim, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Kevin? Yeah, first I want to follow up on that and then hit another one. Uh, so will they add like another weekend to that tournament or how would that go? They would have to add time to yeah. it, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm saying they started you know, like, on like a Monday. Round, Yes, he started on like a Monday and have a Monday like a normal Thursday and Friday because you're yeah. basically you're adding, adding what about 2016 uh, 20 teams? 22 teams, yeah, yeah 22, 22 teams, teams, yeah, which is that's another 11 games. Yeah, okay. yeah. Second thing I had was uh, I on Twitter uh, and somebody posted that Nick Smith was going to play this year, and then somebody posted them, I bet you a hundred dollars he don't, and Nick Smith Jr. himself got on there and said you're going to lose that money. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot, too. I just want to share that information with you. That's how I got go hogs with you. Thank you, Jim. Well, play, it shows that players look at Twitter. <laughs> you know, better or worse. I've often said athletes should never look at social media, and Nick Smith's in there saying, hey, you're going to lose your money. So that may, maybe that should encourage us that he's going to be back soon. Guys, I can tell you right now, if the decision were solely his, we're not having these discussions about if he'd be back. Um, maybe not even win. I think he'd try to. He in the past he's played. He's returned quicker from injury than even maybe it was recommended he should by a physician. That's how competitive he is. Uh, at this stage in his career, I don't know that that passion is is maybe the best thing for him. But you know that's where he and his family decide. You know, my opinion runs out. At, it's not my son, and it's, and it's not my, you know, and I'm not the player. So, at some point, that decision's going to be, you know, if, if he gets to 100%, everything I'm hearing is he's going to play for the Razorbacks again. It's just a matter of getting there. And I know I'm repeating myself now, uh, but since the caller brought that up, I mean, and Nick Smith is on social media making those statements, it's because it's coming from a place of, place of honesty, and that's his full intention. Well, you're back with us on Friday, Kevin. I'll bet somebody calls and asks, do you think Nick Smith Jr. is going to play anymore this year? I think they're going to ask you that every show, don't you think, until he does? Yeah, and, and, and remember, I keep saying I'm not ruling out the possibility that he doesn't because right. what's it going to take to get to 100%? What is he risking if he if he comes back out and tries to play again and he's not there? I mean, that's the thing intentions and what the plan is can obviously change based on his health and whether it improves, you know, uh, could it get worse? I mean, these are things we don't know. How many opinions, medical opinions has he had? These are things I don't know the answer to. And these are things that can be game changers along the way. So, you know, everybody wants to know, uh, but there's a lot of factors out there other than just, 
you know, there's a lot of speculation that a decision's already been made to shut it down, and, and I feel almost certain that's not the case. I, I think it's driving, Kevin, everybody crazy over what 100% means. And what I mean by that is, is he right now 78? Is he at 81? Is he at 85? Is he 89? I mean, I, I'm just teasing with those numbers, but I think that's the part that drives all of us crazy. How how really close is Nick Smith Jr. to back and playing basketball? Well, you know, he might have rushed things a little bit. Let's let's remember. I just kind of went through the chronology in the mm-hmm. previous segment. Mm-hmm. He's come back several times, and uh, so we know the intent is to play for the Razorbacks. That didn't change. That didn't change over this last thing. It's just now, how do you and how do you how do you feel confident that you're at 100 percent necessarily? I mean, doctors can only go by you know they can test, um, you know, but they also are, are relying on the player and the family and you know and, and they're going to be forthcoming and straightforward about it. But some of it's still a bit of guesswork, I would think. I mean, how do you ever know that you're 100 percent? I don't know. I mean, until you try it out. I mean, at some point, you know. I mean, somewhere, I don't know if there's a middle, if there's a, you know, whatever the end means, but I just know Arkansas fans are so anxious because this is the top player that comes along, what, every three, four, five, six, whatever years it may be that, you know, it could be the difference from just making it back to the Elite Eight, if possible, maybe all the way to the Final Four, and maybe even the big prize. And I think the other sense of urgency most of us feel is with Brazil out of the lineup for the rest of the year, you really need Nick back in the lineup. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is what it is right now. So just have to, yeah. you know, have to deal with it. The interesting thing, Randy, is at 11-2, and two, Arkansas is eight points away from being unbeaten, and they've only had one game at full strength. They've missed most of the season. Nick's been out other than real, technically five games. They've only played six minutes against Troy, so really four games. And then Brazil, you know, he's missed several games now. So, I mean, Arkansas still got firepower. But you know what you said is probably true. They need Nick back to feel like that final weekend is a reality. All right, Kevin, we'll talk with you Friday. That is Kevin McPherson, Bear on his hoop scoop, courtesy of hogville.net.